Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the 10th and Broad Church of Christ podcast. Today's message is presented by Ken Holsberry, the preaching minister at the 10th and Broad Church. Let's tune in now for Ken's message. Well, there's a, an old story that I really love. It's, it's, it, it's just one of those old preacher stories, but I really, really like it. It's the story of a man who was walking along in the dark and he fell over a cliff. And on his way down, he grabbed hold of a branch and he was hanging on for dear life, hollering out for help. Help. Is anybody up there? Is anybody up there? And, and all of a sudden he heard a voice and, and he said, who are you? And the voice said, I'm God. And he said, well, help me. And God said, I will. I'll save you. Let go. And after a long pause, the man said, is anybody else up there? Simple story, but I think a profound story because wouldn't you, wouldn't all of us just like to have more faith in God, to have a stronger, greater faith in God. We're beginning a series this morning on how God grows your faith. I think it will be a very helpful and practical series, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. Well, I, I've always uh, sought the Lord. I've always prayed about what uh, I preach about. I pray for God's direction when I preach. And he's always been faithful. He's been good to help me with that. But over this last year especially, I've really sensed his direction, his hand on what we have uh, focused on. And, and that began as he led us through a, a, a study of Romans chapter 8. And then that series led us into... Uh, really digging deeper into the Holy Spirit, and that has led us to talking about our freedom in Christ. And so uh, I've been thankful for his leading. Um, and we have been reminded in Romans chapter 8 this last year of the incredible confidence that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ, in the love that God has for us, in the salvation that he has given us through Jesus. Just to, just a couple of reminders from Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Verse 1 of Romans 8. Verse 31 says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Verse 38 says, nothing can ever separate us from the love of God. Verse 28 says, and we Know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose for them. And then verse 26 just simply says, and the Holy Spirit helps us. So having God teach us these truths over the last year, I want to end the year by looking at how God grows our faith. And I want you to notice that in this title and in this series, it is God who grows our faith. God is the one who will do it. God is the one who takes the initiative. We definitely have a part in it. We, we need to fully participate with God. But our biggest part in it is, is to trust Him, to believe in Him, to put our faith in Him, to trust Him and let Him work as He sees fit. As we abide in Christ. That, that's the work 
that we have to do as God grows our faith is we abide in Christ. Jesus said it in John chapter 15. He said, I am the vine. He said, you are the branches. He said, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. There's a lot of different ways that fruit is exhibited in our life. One of those, one of those fruits is that we will have faith. And so if we, if we abide in Christ, if we remain in him and he remains in us, then we will grow in our faith. But apart from Jesus, we can't do anything. And that word abide or remain is key. Uh, one of the ways that I found that that word can be expressed, I really, really liked, made a lot of sense to me. One of the ways that word can be expressed is if we continue to be present with Jesus, to abide or to remain with Jesus is to continually be present with Jesus. Now, sometimes this is, this is marriage confession time here. Okay. Paula loves those moments. Sometimes I am not as present with Paula as I should be. There are actually times, believe it or not, that I am not as present with Paula as I should be. There are times that she comes in and she starts talking to me that I'm just not present because I'm thinking about something else or my mind is somewhere else or I'm reading a book or I'm, I'm watching TV. And so she's trying to engage with me and I'm just not present. I'm not remaining. I'm not abiding. Now I know I'm the only one who's like that. All the rest of you, you don't have that issue at all. But maybe that can help you grasp just that idea that Jesus says you need to remain, abide in me. That means Jesus wants us to stay present with him, present in the moment with Jesus, to to be aware of the Lord Jesus, to be aware of what he has done, of what he is doing, to trust that he is at work and he is doing good in our lives. And so let's keep in mind as we go through this series that it is God who will grow your faith. God will grow your faith. This sermon series is not meant to add another burden onto your shoulders. It's not meant to add another thing that you need to do or that you need to work harder at. Not one more thing that you need to focus on. I don't want to be like the Pharisees when Jesus said that what they ended up doing is just tying heavy loads and putting them on people's shoulders. That's not what I want to do in this series. I pray that I won't do that. What I want to do is just remind you and, and, and help you open your eyes and see the ways that God grows your faith. As you stay present with Jesus and he bears fruit in your life and and your faith, faith grows. That God does that through Jesus. God does that through the Holy Spirit as a personal and powerful effect in our life. God will grow our faith. Because over and over, there are some common, consistent ways that God grows faith. And again, I hope that as we identify them, you'll be aware of them as God is doing it in your life. That you'll have eyes to to see that you'll be present with Christ and trust him 
as he is growing your faith and completing the good work that he has started in you. And so over the course of this series, we're going to look at, at five ways that God grows your faith. Five ways that we see over and over that God uses, that he works within to increase and grow your faith. And as you talk to people, as I talk to people, you'll hear phrases, you'll hear sentences that kind of communicate these five ways. That, that these are very common ways. And so let's just work through those real quickly this morning. And then as we go through the series... Our other ministers are going to be helping preach this series. And so as we go through the series, you'll hear as we dig deeper into each of these. But the first one, first way that God in a, in a, just in a very common way grows our faith is that he uses providential relationships. Providential relationships is one of the ways that God grows your faith. And as you hear people talk, you'll hear sentences like this. As, as people talk about a season or a time where they were really growing in their faith, <clears throat> they will often say, and then I met this girl. They will, they will often say, and then my family moved next door to. Or they will say, and then I got invited to join this small group. And... And they'll finish the sentence and finish the story because that's one of the very consistent, common ways that God uses to grow our faith is he, he uses relationships, providential relationships, because he is over them and he is at work in them. The second way that we're going to look at in this series is that God uses practical teaching to grow your faith. You, you'll, you'll hear people say it maybe like this. And, and then, I, then I heard this preacher or, or they'll say, and, and then the teacher explained the Bible in a way I had never understood before. Or you'll hear someone say, the Bible just came alive when she taught. And so God uses practical biblical teaching to, to grow our faith. We'll look at that one. Number three is that God uses private disciplines. Private disciplines. Uh, you'll, you'll hear people say sentences like, and then I started praying on a regular basis. Or, and then I started, I found a plan that helped me start reading my Bible every day. Or someone gave me a journal. Or the preacher preached on giving, and for the first time in my life, I started practicing it. Private disciplines, those disciplines that we have in our life, are one of the ways that God grows our faith. The fourth one is personal ministry. Personal ministry. When we, when we get involved, when we get connected, when we start working in, in certain ways, you someone might say again about a season where they were really growing, they say, they might say, and then they asked me to teach. Or they, they might say, and then I went on a mission trip. Or then our small group started serving at the mission. It's private disciplines, personal, excuse me, personal ministry. And the fifth one is pivotal circumstances. God uses pivotal circumstances to grow people's faith. They'll, they'll point to, to a circumstance, to, to a time where something happened. And they'll say, and, and you know, it was when my dad died that. Or, or they'll say, and then the doctor said. Or they'll say, when we had our first child. It can be, it can be hard things. It can be really positive things. But it's those pivotal circumstances that we find ourselves in that God can use and very often uses to grow our faith. And so providential relationships, practical teaching, private disciplines, personal ministry, pivotal 
circumstances. All of these are just some common ways that we can we can identify and we can group and we can say, yeah, I see this in other people. I've seen this in me that this is a time when God really this is a way that God really uses to grow our faith. And you can listen to someone's story. You can you can hear what they have to say. And usually it'll pretty neatly fall into one of these five categories. And so, again, I want this series to be a a way that we become aware of that and that we kind of become expectant of that. And we open our eyes to see how God is at work as we stay present with Jesus, how God is at work to grow our faith. And that we'll just learn more and more to trust the Holy Spirit. To trust the truths that we know in Scripture. That God is for us. That nothing can separate us from His love. That He is constantly at work in all things. And so, we're teaching this series in connection with launching small groups. Small groups are going to start in January. And so, uh, Shane has been at work. He's been doing some great training with, with leaders, uh, putting together a, a, a playbook for, for small groups. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about our groups launching in January. And so we're using this series in conjunction with that because small groups really are an environment that we can put ourselves in where many of these things very naturally happen. Small groups are a place where we have providential relationships, where we do personal ministry, where we maybe get encouraged to practice some disciplines, where just you keep going down the list. Small groups are a really, really great environment for God to use to do these things in our life and help our faith to grow. And so Shane's going to come up and, and finish us out this morning, share a little bit more about small groups and about you getting into a small group. Kennedy. I'm our discipleship minister here at Tend Them Broad, and, and this is one of the tasks I've been working on lately that I'm really excited about is, is relaunching small groups, because uh, I know small groups can be a blessing uh, to your life. Um, just to echo some of what Ken has, has already been saying this morning, there's a metaphor, it's not a new metaphor, I'm sure you've heard it before, um, that growing our faith, in some ways, it's, it's like growing a garden, if any of you have experience with growing a garden, or even if you don't, but you know kind of the basics of what it takes to grow a garden, you can till the soil, you can plant the seed, you can water the plants, you can provide fertilizer for the soil, you can do all the things to put that plant in the best condition for it to grow, but ultimately if it grows or not, it's up, not up to you. Like you can't will it to grow, you can just put it in the best conditions for it to grow. Ultimately, if the plant's going to grow, it's up to God whether he's going to make that plant grow. And it's the same thing when it comes to our spiritual lives and with our faith. That our faith, the way that it grows, it is God who grows our faith. That is his work in us. He's the one who transforms lives. He's the one that changes hearts. He's the one that makes us into the image of Christ. But we still have a part in it. That we can be ones who put ourselves in the best conditions, the best environment to allow us to come into connection with God, to be present with Jesus in the language that Ken used in order for our faith to grow. And so as, as leaders of this church, um, we see it as our responsibility. We want to help your faith grow. We want you to be a disciple of Jesus that's growing to follow Jesus and being changed by Jesus and joining the mission of Jesus. And so we are focused on providing environments, providing the right conditions 
that can help your faith grow. And we believe strongly that small groups is one of those environments. That relationships, we talked about providential relationships, we'll talk about it more next week. Those are environments that God uses, he uses people to grow our faith. And so we, we felt it necessary, we need small groups. And so we're going to relaunch them coming in January. And uh, it's been since before COVID, since we had small groups. Uh, COVID made us take a pause, and uh, we started faith communities during that time. It was kind of a, a small group Bible class hybrid that we did on Sunday mornings. And those have served a great purpose during that time. Um, so with the launch of small groups in January, uh, we're going to end our faith community formats. And we're going to have Bible classes on Sunday morning that at first will not be organized by age. Um, other than we'll still have a college class as well during that time. Um, so that will start in January. But then our small groups will launch in January. But we're going to do sign-ups this month. Um, so you can sign up to be a part of a small group. There's two different ways that you can sign up. You can sign up. There's an online form that you can use. There's a QR code. I know we talk about QR codes a lot. So if that's hard for you, that's okay. Uh, but there's a QR code in the bulletin. Uh, there's a graphic there with a picture of the couch in the background. It has a QR code. If you scan that, it'll take you to an online form where you can sign up to be a part of a small group. If you don't like online forms, if that's challenging, there's other ways to do it. There's a paper form on this table right over here, and you can fill out that paper form, and then there's a box that you can turn it into. Um, so you can use an online form or the paper form. And uh, we have eight different small groups that you can sign up to be a part of. Um, we have leaders ready to lead those groups. And over the past month, they've been preparing and praying, getting ready to lead these groups. Um, they are excited and passionate because they believe about how God can use relationships to grow our faith. And so they are focused on that and excited about January and these groups forming. Um, as you sign up, there's a few details I want to let you know about. As you look at the form, it'll tell you the details for each group. It'll tell you when they're going to meet, how often they're going to meet. Some of them will meet every week. Some of them will meet every other week. Um, so be sure and read those details. And some of them also have kind of target audiences who is invited to that group. There's some that are open to anyone, and there's some that are for certain age groups or for certain stage of life. Um, so be sure and read that as you look at the form as well and choose the one that, that best fits you. I'm also asking as you fill out the form that you will let me know which small group you'd like to be a part of. But I also want you to give me, if that group is already full, if other people turned in their forms before you and that group has filled up, let me know what would your second option be. And I also even ask what your third option would be as well. Uh, so the understanding when you sign up is you may not get your first option. Uh, it may not work out that you be in that group. And so we'll place you in another group as well. Um, so put your second and third option so we can put you in the group that you need to be in. And this first season of small groups, we're starting in January, and it's going to last through May. In the future, we're going to start small groups in September and end in May. They'll follow the school year, kind of. Um, and so this is a great time. If, if you've never done small groups and you just want to kind of try it out, this is a great time to try it out, to commit to a shorter period of time, say, I'm going to give this a trial run and see what this is like, um, and commit to just January through May and see what it's like to be a part of a small group. Well, um, I want to speak to maybe people who are in different places right now as to why small groups are for you. 
There's some of you that when I've let you know that we're restarting small group, you were pumped. Like you were excited because you love small groups. You've been a part of one in the past. You've experienced the blessing that it's brought to your life. You've experienced deeper relationship. You've seen it cost faith growth in your life. And you're like, yes, I'm ready. Like, where's the sign up form? Give it to me now. Um, so you, I don't have to convince you to, to sign up this morning. I know that you're going to do it. Uh, I'd encourage you, man, share your story with someone else. Tell someone else how small groups have been a blessing to you and invite them to, to maybe be a, in a small group with you. Um, man, it's, a, it's one thing for a person to decide to sign up. It's a whole other thing for you to say, man, would you be in my small group? I want to be in a small group with you. Um, that's a big thing. Our leaders are going to be intentionally inviting people into their groups as well. Um, not that you have to have an invite to sign up, um, but you can do that as well. If you're just signing up for a small group and you want someone in that group with you, invite them. Say, I'd love for you to be in the small group with me. Um, so yeah, those people I don't have to convince to be in a small group. As you think about your faith in your life and, and is your faith growing? Uh, I know sometimes if you're like me, you may feel like, man, I feel kind of stagnant in my faith or I feel like I've just kind of gotten in a rut or it's just hard to see growth. I've just kind of been in the same place for a long time. Small groups are for you. Um, I think relationships have a way of helping us grow. So if that's you this morning, if you just feel like, man, I've been stuck in the same place for a long time, join a small group. Um, God uses people to spur us on. God uses people to challenge us, to encourage us. Um, So small groups are for you. If you're at a place right now, you're like, man, I'm just going through a lot in life right now. My life's really messy. I have a lot of just really tough challenges that I'm dealing with, or maybe just one specific tough challenge I'm dealing with. Like, ah, maybe I need to get my life in order before I join a small group. I don't know that everyone wants to deal with my mess, so let me get fixed before I join a small group. Small groups are for you. Because believe it or not, you'll find other messy people in the group too that are dealing with the same thing. And you'll find that actually having people to walk with during those tough challenges will be a blessing to you. Um, so join a small group. Maybe you're someone who you're like, I'm just not sure if I like people or not. Like people wear me out. They're challenging. They make me want to lay down and take a nap. Um, I get that. I understand. Small groups are for you as well. Um, If we're going to be formed to the image of Christ, if we're going to be people who love our neighbor as Christ loves us, you got to be close to people. So you got to be around people that may get on your nerves. They may challenge you. And I actually think you'll find out it's not too bad. Like I think you'll experience some blessings in those small groups and from those relationships. Not that they won't, won't test you at times or challenge you or, or try your patience, but that's a good thing because it helps us be formed into the image of Christ. So even if you don't like people, join a small group. Our hope is that these small groups can be a blessing, that it's something not that we want from you, but that we want for you. Uh, like what Ken said, we don't want to place another burden on you. Uh, we want this to be something that is life giving and it helps you know Christ more and grow more into his image. And so that's our hope for our small groups is that they help you experience deepened relationships that matter to your life and that help you grow to be more like Jesus. Uh, So I encourage you sign up for a small group. Uh, If you have any questions, feel free to come ask me. You can sign up online or sign up in a forum over here. Thank you for your time.